1: Well, quite a storm heading into the central US. You name it, we're gonna get it. I mean, I could talk about this storm for a half hour with everything that's going on. Um, and it's gonna be impacting not only the central US, but eventually along the East Coast. You're listening to the Weather Insider for February 15th, Bernie Reno, Jess Pash is back really quickly. We gotta tidy up the Super Bowl. We both picked the Rams. Mm-hmm.
0: I was thinking for
1: the Bengals, the Rams won it, you know. Really, they won because of their defensive line, which they went all in. You know, once they lost Beckham, that was pretty much it for their offense. All they had was cup. But, you know, it's interesting, Jess. The last drive, all they threw, all they did was throw to cup, and they couldn't stop it. Cincinnati, could they?
0: They can't. They don't have anyone who's capable of stopping him. I mean, the only thing they could have done was, like, triple him if if that. But then you're opening up yourself to liability from other receivers. I, I thought it was it was interesting to me. The biggest surprise of that Super Bowl was the lack of the run game for the Rams for me. Yeah. you know, coming up against quite literally the worst run defense in the entire league yeah. literally last.
1: But you know and- what? their defense, Cincinnati's defense from the second half of that Kansas City game, even through the Super Bowl, they found
0: ways to make stops. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you last little thing here. We'll get a little nerdy here, but the scheme that they pulled out is the same type of scheme that teams like the Broncos and the Chargers play against the Chiefs. They drop four, they rush four, yeah, and they drop eight in coverage. And they're basically saying, run the ball on us. We'll let you run, but we're not gonna let you pass.
1: That seemed to work. So you know, the other thing that was surprising to me, and you know, I'm a big turnover guy. I mean Los Angeles had two yeah. turnovers. Well, Cincinnati had zero.
0: Here's the thing one of them was. I
1: understand the one was in the end zone that was. Yeah. Pro- I get that. And I know I, I, I thought of that too. But still, the, the odds are in your favor, even on those garbage uh, turnovers. Now, mm-hmm. if they would have scored a touchdown on that interception, Cincinnati, you know, the second interception, that probably would have changed the game. So that yeah. was probably the game changer. All right. So uh, the, the the storm, by the way, we we're talking about uh Super Bowl. Uh, it was a warm, warm weekend. Well, mm-hmm. what a difference. I mean, today in, in, in Los Angeles, it's in the 60s. I mean, wow. it's bad. It's cool. It's windy. I mean, they went from the 80s into the 60s. And it's this upper low that's going to be coming out into the Plains States late Wednesday. Initially, we don't have any cold air with it. But there will be an injection as a northern piece of energy drops in. And then, you know, there's going to be a variety of weather with this. What one do you want to tackle first? The rain, the severe weather or the snow? Uh, Let's start off with the severe weather. It's been a while. It, It has been a while. And, you know. It's, it's a lifting shortwave. It'll be lifting across the plains. My concern is it goes negatively tilted. That's never good because that means all the energy is on the eastern side of the trough. You're going to be bringing in a lot of moisture from the Gulf. Dew point temperatures get up into the 60s, middle 60s. Benchmark is 60. We'll do a little better than that. That'll go up to I-40 in parts of Oklahoma, Arkansas, and then eventually in the Tennessee. You know, I... I what I'm wrestling with is the tornado threat with this. I mean, th- there's going to be, first of all, Wednesday night the Thursday, anytime you have thunderstorms in Northeast Texas and Oklahoma, they're always hail. So I have no doubt there's going to be large hail with this. Mm-hmm. But that negatively tilted trough makes me concerned that there would be tornadoes. But right now there's some debate on, 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 on how many tornadoes there would be. I certainly think the tornado threat is higher Wednesday night in the Thursday in Texas and from East Texas to Oklahoma, and then on Thursday, as the thunderstorm stripped into the mid South Central Gulf Coast state, there I think it's mostly damaging winds.
0: Yeah, it's interesting too when you look at the upper level chart here on the GFS, it almost looks like it's split into two pieces there once it goes negatively tilted. It looks like there's a piece that kind of lags behind there.
1: Yeah, Did you notice that? Yeah, that's the, uh, the, the there's a secondary piece dropping into that trough, and in a sense, that's what's kicking it into the plane states. Uh, I, I do see that, and then eventually that system gets sheared. But yeah, that that may be playing a role, but we'll, we'll see. But but certainly there's enough wind energy. The low level jet is cranking in there. I posted mm-hmm. something on my. Uh, Well, we'll talk about that in a second about the Northeast, but I think, you know, you're looking at a, you know, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, you're looking at a low-level jet that goes from nothing to about, you know, 50, 60 knots. And then that low-level jet strengthens the between 65 and and, and 70 knots, you know, Thursday, anywhere from Jackson, Birmingham, Memphis, Nashville, and then Kentucky, and what What starts to concern me about Thursday is that with that storm lifting north, you have a lifting warm front Thursday afternoon across Kentucky and Tennessee. I'm not sure that warm front gets fully in the Kentucky, but I am concerned that area from Memphis toward Nashville that you have a lifting warm front, you've got a strong low-level jet, and around these lifting warm fronts, you see this all the time, you get the directional shear, and that's where the tornadoes, tend to occur. And I looked at the dew point temperatures, at least they're forecast to get in the 70s. So I am worried about that. Well, I think it's mostly damaging winds Thursday. I worry about that lifting warm front, along with that low level jet that you start trying to spawn some tornadoes in there Thursday afternoon from Memphis, Nashville, and maybe in the southern parts of Kentucky.
0: No, I definitely see that, and I think it's also interesting, too, the, how, how tightly packed the isobars are, where Gotta it is going to be cold yeah. enough for snow. and I mean, we talking about blizzards.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to, you know, it, I, I, I don't know if we get the wind criteria, but i tell you what, if you get all these thunderstorms, that moisture is going to go into that cold conveyor, and it's going to thump snow. Right now, we're thinking from Kansas City towards Chicago, towards Saginaw but that's mm-hmm. an area of six to 12 inches. It is interesting though, that and I posted this on my uh, Twitter, uh, on my Twitter, uh, um, uh, on Twitter, <laughs> I posted this on Twitter. Um, the G- Europeans a little weaker with this system, although, so it has the snow area, not as great and farther South that instead of a six to 12, it's a three to six area. And, and it's nothing more than three or four inches in Chicago. I, I suspect that the GFS is right with this. That's going to be a stronger piece coming out. We'll we'll see about that. But that is interesting. And then the other area to watch is that there's a zone from uh, St. Louis toward Indy toward Detroit where you get heavy rain. And then it ends as a period of snow Thursday, Thursday afternoon, Thursday night. So you have to worry about a rapid freeze followed by accumulating snow. And if that happens, those roads Thursday afternoon, Thursday night in that area pass are going to get treacherous.
0: Yeah, and I think that there's also a zone of icing, too. It's not going to be as impressive as, you know, that last ice storm that we had, but I think that there is going to be a zone that does see some ice right along where you have, again, that really warm air, meeting the cold air, say, south of Chicago through maybe northern Indiana up towards southern uh, Michigan, southern lower Michigan, I should say.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if that's, like you said, I don't think it's prolonged. I think that's the area where you start as rain and you're transitioning to snow. So I, you know, we'll see how much icing is in there. I don't have a good feel for that. But before we go, one last thing. Did you get a chance? If you get a chance, take a look at the low-level jet. That's the winds at 850 millibar. I was talking about that across parts of the mid-south. Anyway, that goes northward. Thursday afternoon across parts of the northeast, you have a 60 to 70-knot jet pointing right at the Pittsburgh area during the afternoon hours. And then that low-level jet really cranks up Thursday night across the Jersey Shore, Long Island, and southern New England, where I'm looking at a low-level jet between 70 and 80 knots. So that's the wind at about 5,000 feet. And I've seen this happen before out ahead of these fronts, that you you get a damaging wind event Thursday night. So let's be on guard for that. Jersey Shore, Staten Island, the home of the PASH residents, uh, and up toward the Boston area, where you know you can see wind gusts 50, 60 miles per hour, and some damaged trees. All right, Pash, take us home.
0: All right, we'll be tracking it all week long here on the AccuWeather Network. You can also keep up with it on the AccuWeather app, free download. You can have it right at the palm of your hand.
1: Thank you for listening to today's edition of Weather Insider. For the latest in breaking weather news, be sure to follow Bernie Reno on Twitter at AccuReno. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review all of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.